Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Effie Parks, and you're listening to another episode. Every other week, I release a personal bit about whatever's going on in our house or in my head at the time. It's a way for you to get to know me a little better alongside my amazing rare disease interviews. I have had a rough last couple of weeks. There's been a lot of fear and stress that's been going on for my family. And, you know, I've also had the other side of it. I've had some freedom and joy. My son Ford is fed by a feeding tube. And I don't know, I would say up until around the time that he was turning four, maybe before that, we did everything we could. Three times a day, we made meals. We sat down with Ford to feed him. I learned every tip and trick and proper way to get a child like Ford to try food and eat food. And man, we begged him <laughs> sometimes, you know, our arsenal was full. Like we knew what we were doing and he would not eat. He would not swallow. And all of the other CTNB1 kids can eat. I just, why won't Ford eat? If you followed my story at all, you know about this issue that showed up in my body when I was fighting and fighting and fighting to do it all. And at one point I felt like I couldn't breathe. It was for about a year. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like I couldn't take a deep breath. It was like I was choking 24 hours a day. The stress over trying to feed Ford and all of the noise that comes with that, you know, from parent groups and friends and family and therapists and doctors telling you how important it is. And, you know, that if you didn't get him to do it soon or by a certain time that it would be over and it would never happen. And his brain just like wouldn't ever make those connections again. And that would be it. And, you know, like thinking about the equipment for the rest of our lives and the stuff that just goes along with it. I mean, it was so much extra. And this not eating thing was one of the things that contributed to that stress that showed up in my body of when I felt like I was choking. And another thing that contributed to that was birthdays, okay? Going to child birthdays was a hard no for me after I did it a couple times. For some reason, I'm sure... Perhaps many of you will understand without a lot of explanation from me. Those birthday parties are hard when you have a rare disease kiddo. You know, I even skipped several family ones. I know this probably sounds selfish and maybe it is, but it was too hard. I hated them and they broke me down. And you know what? Maybe it's not selfish. Those were some of the first boundaries that I created because Picking myself up off the bathroom floor, so to speak, was exhausting. Want to know something else that's true? I didn't want to go to Ford's birthday either. Yeah. I just wanted to blow it off. Like, what's the big deal? He's so young. Why do we have to make a big deal about it? Blah, blah, blah. I got guilted, and rightfully so, into celebrating his birthdays. <laughs> you know, I had this weird trauma from all of the things combined, but attending these birthdays, and it was so real for me. Watching other kids running around and opening their presents and blowing out their candles, and it was too much for me. But the thing I hate the most about every birthday is the smash cake. 
like insert swear word, the smash cake. You might call things like this a trigger, but I actually like to use the word activate because it makes more sense to me. But a smash cake at a birthday is on my list of things I would never like to see or hear about for as long as I live. You may be laughing at my ridiculous piece of trauma here, but man, that stupid smash cake represented everything that was happening, everything that wasn't going to happen. And to top it off, you know, I really hate cake. Since I made myself a priority and I started to practice real self-care after becoming a parent to a rare disease child, I have figured out what some of my non-negotiable needs are. My airway cleared and the things that activated me so harshly started to get softer and in some things dissipated altogether. And when things showed up over and over, a mantra I adopted is, the past isn't here now. How is it that I'm keeping this alive? Okay. You know, I wasn't here last year for my daughter's first birthday. I'll tell you why I wasn't there on another episode sometime. But I was here this year. She turned two last week. It was a perfect day for my entire family. It was the first birthday in a long time where I felt free. I really felt like I was in a place of stillness. You know, for me, making the decision to like meet my pain as I was experiencing it and allowing it to pass has really been transformational for me. I've also forgiven myself for the mistakes I've made. And it set a lot of things free. We had a wonderful family party and I felt every moment of it. But I do have to admit there's one thing that I cling to and it has not been set free. There was no damn smash cake. <laughs>